Hello, and welcome to Reset and Rewind Podcast. Bonus episode! I am Doug, and forgiveness is divine, but never pay full price for late pizza. I'm here with Kevin. Cowbunga dude. And Paul. Radical! <laughs> you should have said, like, bossa nova or something. Bossa nova? <laughs> Chevy nova? <laughs> So we are talking about the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie from 1990, and someone, one of us, has not seen it. They saw it for the first time. Yeah, I didn't see it before. I'm very embarrassed. It's incredible that this is the first time that you've seen this movie. It's sad. Well, it's not only that this is the first time I've seen it. I didn't even know the movies existed until, like last year and the funny thing is i was uh i was walking today and i have this song on just this random like techno song that i heard and in the background they say go ninja go ninja go (laughs) and (laughs) and i never knew what the hell that was from (laughs) and it was crazy and now i know where it's from that's from the second movie right Vanilla Ice created it on the spot. He just all came out of his head right at that moment. Ugh. I love that scene, but it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. That was a ridiculous scene. That movie was ridiculous. Two was ridiculous. Uh, uh, it's Two um, was a hell of a lot better than three. Yeah. One is a hell of a lot better than two. Agreed. Yeah. So That's saying something. Yes. Yes. One is the best one by far. In my opinion, what is a great movie? I it's not even like a so bad it's good. It's a legitimate. It's a legitimate good movie. No, it's like a '90s treasure. To be honest, when I when I watched it, I was just like, I was blown away at how '90s that movie was. It is it is the encapsulation of the entire '90s period, or at least the early '90s and late '80s. Um, and I loved it, especially the the hideout with uh, yeah the Foot Clan's hideout. Yep. Where there's like arcades and skateboarding yeah. and kids smoking cigars. Yeah, and hockey. Hockey was a big thing. And a young Ethan Hawke. Oh, did you see the other gang member? It's uh, Sam Rockwell is also in there. Oh, that's who I mean. Sam Rockwell, not Ethan Hawke. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> Ethan Hawke was there too? Uh, I think Scott crazy. Wolf is in the background. But I didn't, I didn't actually see him in the movie. I wasn't really looking for him. But apparently he's uncredited as, a, as one of the gang members. Is he the guy in... He's uh, from Double Dragon. It's uh, ugly. <laughs> Double Dragon, yeah. I was going to say Battlestar Galactica no. again. Because I keep thinking it's the I, same guy, but it isn't. I, I think that this is like one of the best 90s movies. It's also, just like Doug said, a really, really good movie. But I also want to just like lump into it the beginning of 2 because that opening scene in 2 where they're fighting in like the underground mall the foot clan is just awesome i love that scene it's such a great like slapstick oh, comedy i loved it too karate routine it's awesome i loved the slapstick comedy uh fighting mm-hmm. in general like especially in 1 and 2 3 was eh. but 1 and 2 like i i even loved the music yeah. in the background it was it was like a jazzy funky thing going on and it was kind of comedic at the same time and it just it fit perfectly if they added like the common action movie bullshit where it was like or something like that it would it would have sucked but this this was like 
I agree. Funky. Yeah. I liked it. It really pumps you up, that music. And you could only play that in the 90s. Like, I don't think something nowadays, unless maybe it was Stranger Things or something, that's supposed to be a homage to, like, the 80s, could have pulled that soundtrack off. No. I, even the gratuitous scenes of pizza in these movies are just so 90s. I, I, I don't know what it is, but every time that I watch these movies, it was like, oh, my God. The beautiful like stringy pizza that that woman is eating in the beginning of two is just mouthwatering. It's so good. Everybody in two is eating pizza. Like the cops, like that, that couple on a date. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, pizza is delicious and it is New York city. So they're all served by like a stereotypical fat Italian man. Ah, he says, ah, Hey, Kino, ah, you gotta deliver it to the O'Neill house. Ah, Be careful, eh? <laughs> That's what he says. He sounds exactly like that. <laughs> That's how they all sound in New York City. Uh. <laughs> in the in the first movie, when uh, Raphael's in his like Humphrey Bogart outfit, he rolls over that that the taxi, and the driver's just like like some kind of big title. What the heck was that? Looked like sort of a big title. <laughs> that was ridiculous. So, oh, do you guys want to talk about the game? First, or just go through the movie and then talk about the game later, sort of like we did with Home Alone. Should we talk about the the history of the uh, the turtles? Turtles, yeah. Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird created uh, Mirage Studios. They were two friends who really enjoyed uh, comic books, so they created a character called Fugitoid, which was this goofy little robot character who I believe appears in the Ninja Turtles comics. But they sent that to a few comic book companies. They didn't like it, so they just hung out in their apartment and started drawing turtles as a joke, and they were holding weapons, and all of a sudden, they published that. It printed their first issue, and it sold out within days, and then that became their full-time job was just creating comic books. And the Ninja Turtles comic book is very gritty and dark, very violent, kind of like the first movie. They were approached by an individual that, you know, thought they could sell some toys based on these characters. Some Playmates toys, they'd sell these Ninja Turtles toys, but they wanted them to be more appealing to kids because the the comic book was just way too violent. They had to tone down the violence and make more villain characters more appealing to kids. So in order to sell these toys, Playmates founded an animation studio, MWS Incorporated, to make a cartoon in order to sell the toys. And the cartoon started in December 28th of 1987. And cartoon was a really big hit. Because it was a hit, um, there was an idea pitched for a movie. Uh, Golden Harvest Pictures had a team of stuntmen and a connection to Jim Henson to uh, make the film work. But the movie was released and Playmates Toys, was they were not happy with how violent the film was. But they, uh, they changed their minds after the toys flew off the shelves. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was like a, it was like they're the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> they had to have martial arts in the dang thing, and I don't think anything in the movie was egregiously violent or anything. There's no, there's no blood in the movie. I mean, Casey Jones does whack a guy in the face with a golf club. Yeah, none of them, That's none fine. of them bleed, and also, uh, it's like Leo's just like slapping people with like wood. 
instead of like actual metal blades. No, it, no blade goes through a person in the first movie. Yeah, he strategically avoided using his swords to actually stab. Exactly. And I thought that was actually, they, they did that really well, how they had him like just sort of cut things to to like hit other people in the head, but not actually use the sword against them. It, it was actually They really did good. do the Power Rangers jump, though. All of them. The in the in the first movie, there was a ton of Power Rangers jumps, where they just like the Power Rangers would jump from one side of the screen, and then another would jump from the other side of the screen to get to a area. The Turtles did that too. They definitely did. Though, when did Power Rangers come out? If this came out before, no, I, I definitely Turtles came out before. This is nineteen ninety. Turtles came out before. Oh, oh, Turtles. Yeah, yeah they came out before. So they. Yeah, the Power Rangers jump like the yes. turtles. <laughs> That's very true. They actually didn't make any toys based off of this movie. Like all the toys at that time were from the cartoon because they didn't want to be a, because Playmates didn't want to be associated with such a violent film. I, I just don't understand because action figures were all like violent oriented. I would say like they were all action. Yeah, action. Yeah, yeah it's not freaking. They would have been just called dolls otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> you got to sell to boys. You can't say dolls. Yeah. These are like every single action figure I had was part of a semi-violent show. It's just the way it was. Secret of the Ooze was uh, they made toys for that film because that film, they because they didn't really use their weapons as much. They would use, what did they use? Like a yo-yo, a, a clown. They yeah. used sausages in one scene. did use the yo-yo which i really loved because if you think back to any old school like video game rpg they always used freaking yo-yos like like ness yeah earthbound <laughs> i always wanted to actually see someone use a yo-yo in a fight and they did i was proud i love the clown scene with donnie where he's just like moving yep. back and forth oh my god it's one of my favorite scenes yeah 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 <laughs> he looks at, he looks at the camera breaking yeah, the fourth it's wall. my favorite yeah. donnie actually in the second movie is the best he just sounds good he mm -hmm. is really awesome yeah he was much better in yeah. the second one he overshadows michelangelo he kind of usurps him as being the the, the funny yeah. uh comic relief guy he think he has most of the funny scenes in that film. i agree i agree i him in the first the first movie i it's like Raph's movie the whole time. Yeah, it really was. He, he well, yeah, because they, they focus yeah. on him. He's like he's the one who gets hurt. He's the one who goes out in, in the little trench coat in the beginning, or the Humphrey Bogart. Or, uh, yeah, he was like the main focus. I think the second one was mm -hmm. more Donatello, and I think uh, the third one is definitely Michelangelo. Yeah. Leonardo does not get his own movie. He doesn't do too much in either no. film. Which, like, he's the leader, but he doesn't really have any funny lines. Like, he just kind of goes along with everyone else, like with their jokes. He feels a lot like Cyclops, right? He's just like a stalwart leader the whole time. That's it. Yeah, I I didn't care for him that much, but I, I thought they were all pretty good. Otherwise, yeah, you were talking about Power Rangers, Saban, the company behind Power Rangers. I don't know if you remember the live-action show from 1997. The live-action Power Rangers show? The Turtles show. Oh. No, I... <laughs> it was uh, with the next mutation. <laughs> it was like... But they had, like, these really crappy uh, costumes. Oh, yes, I do remember that, Doug. 
Yeah. I think we watched that on it was like yeah. on Netflix yeah. a few years ago. And like their mouths mm-hmm. would just hang open. They introduced uh Venus to Milo, the female yep. Ninja Turtle. Because, you know, they needed to do that. And because of that, that pretty much destroyed the friendship of Eastman and Laird for a while. Because hmm. one was like, we're not introducing a new turtle. And the other is just kind of like, no, 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 let's do it. And they that caused a falling out. It's the Yoko Ono of turtles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I Yeah, that's a little late. I forgot that this even existed until you just talked about it. Yeah, it didn't last. I think it lasted like a season. like One season, yeah. I think they had a crossover too with with Power Rangers. If it was any, if the costume design was any worse than in the third movie, oh, it's worse. Then, oh, much worse. Yeah, <laughs> then that's almost unbearable to watch. I could I could barely watch the third one just because of how bad those freaking costumes were. It looked like bad cosplay. The whole thing looked like terrible cosplay. Yeah, it looked terrible, especially after the first two movies. It, it's kind of a sad thing because. But that just shows you how good Jim Henson Studios was. Jim Henson did the first two movies, and then the third one he didn't, and it just you can tell you can tell how yeah. horrible it is. That third movie, they have like chronic Pac-Man mouth. The, their, their their gums just flap like crazy, and they have like these really awkward jerky movements. Right, that's the problem. It's they they're so jerky. It'll like quickly open, quickly close. Whereas uh, the first two movies, they were like much more fluid they felt like it was almost like someone was wearing a mask i don't know maybe they were wearing a mask or were they puppets i don't even know they had they had like puppeteers the first movie they had puppeteers control yeah. their mouths i believe mm-hmm. but the second movie i think they had like more wires in the masks itself hmm. they both look the first two look great yeah though. great every single character in those and the first feels like an actual standalone, like not cash grab of a movie, right? It just feels like a decent yeah. movie. The second you can totally tell there's like advertiser influences involved. There's definitely much more like interference from the studio to make things kid friendly. But the first movie is just on its own. It's a really good movie, like stands out, good action scenes. Really great acting, I think, actually. There's chemistry between the four turtles. And I think Splinter looks the best in the first one, even over the second one. He's like weepy and like creepy as shit, Splinter. And especially when they have him like hung up in the... in the Foot Clan's, like, studio, like, arcade studio. When they have him hung up, he's, like, oh, so beat the hell up. It looks great. Oh, and he was sweating. Yeah. Like, he was, like, they showed, like, a huge amount of sweat. It looked like they just dumped water <laughs> on him. But it was <laughs> it was actually really yeah. good. Um, it was a good effect. It made it look, made him look like he was, like, being defeated yeah. in that moment. Yeah, I, I think they did a really good job there with the costume design. Rats don't have sweat glands. <laughs> did someone say that? <laughs> no. Someone probably said that. Some some first-year like biology student. Oh, yeah, guaranteed. Well, you mentioned advertising, and the one thing I wanted to mention about these movies in general is they have a lot of at-the-time references. It was what I noticed, like 90s. The third one. Like, uh, yeah, the third one, definitely. Yeah, third one's like dated. Ones, oh yeah, right? like I didn't even get some of them because they they just I forgot about certain things. The first one had I, I just wanted to point this one out because I'd be I was like 
would a kid today even understand this? So they said, ooh, a Kodak moment. And I'm like, <laughs> does anybody, like, today know what Kodak is if you didn't, like, obviously Kodak's a big not, camera company, but would a kid know that nowadays? Not unless. I don't know. Yeah, unless your mom tells you, this is a Kodak moment. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Perry Estrica. Oh my God! Yeah, Perry Estrica. They said that too. Uh, uh, that was ridiculous. The third movie. There's like so many. What do they say? Like this is like a moment on Geraldo Rivera. Remember that oh my show? God, what, what that. I've never even watched it. I just know it's from yeah. the '90s. And then there's like I'm falling and I can't get up. They they do that like every other show and movie back mm-hmm. then. I've fallen. Oh, and also that one uh, moment you mentioned before where he says Bossa Nova, but then they say Chevy Nova. I don't even think they make it Chevy Nova anymore. <laughs> no. I actually had to look that up. I didn't know what that was. I was like, oh, it's a car. Chevy makes it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they also talk about, yep, Ralph Nader is in this too. Like, not actually in this, but they like mention Ralph Nader twice. <laughs> Um, oh, the hammer time. It's hammer time. <laughs> yeah, if you really pay attention, there was a lot of very yeah. in their time references. We got them because obviously we lived there, lived through it. But I bet <laughs> if a kid watched the like, what but the hell's going on in this movie? I don't understand it. The third movie, there were a lot of scenes like, oh, this is like, enter name of a crappy 70s show. Yeah. I think they said Perry Mason <laughs> once, too. Which is like 1950s. <laughs> it's not even like 60s. It's like far back. Yeah, Donatello does a Casablanca impression. He does an impression of the yeah. character from Casablanca in one scene. They just watch a lot of old television, I guess. They just have like some some little old black and white TV in their sewer yeah. that they watch. Which doesn't make sense because in the first movie they didn't do any of that. It just or the second movie. They didn't like reference any of those things. But maybe it was because they went back to the past that they had to reference things that were yeah, old. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think all of the dated references are really like kind of charming in these movies. Um, they're not like damning at all, but yeah, I, oh, yeah. yeah, it, it really I is. It. It's pretty tough. I love the, I love all of the product placement ads too that happen throughout these three movies, like Domino's Pizza. There's like a Pepsi product placement. Like, oh mm-hmm. gosh, every time I see it too, it's these old early '90s like brand images, and they look fantastic um the domino's brand image from the 1990s is still awesome it really hasn't changed that much but it's just like oh, oh god yeah. so i have to talk about domino's for a second they're featured in this movie they're eating domino's which makes me very hungry by the way but if you had the vhs of this film in the beginning was yeah. a pizza hut ad i don't know paul do you remember yeah. i know kevin yeah. you didn't have this vhs but yes kevin, uh, paul yeah. you had the vhs it started with this Pizza Hut ad of these kids playing baseball with like this folk song playing. Yeah. That just brought back a lot of memories because if you want to watch the intro to any VHS tape you had, just go on YouTube and just search whatever movie that is, VHS opening, yeah. you'll find it. And yeah, I found the opening to this film. It starts out with a Pizza Hut ad with a bunch of kids playing baseball. They they win the game. because the baseball falls into my glove. So yeah. They celebrate at Pizza Hut, making it great. Making it great. 
And then after that, the FHE logo. I remember the yeah. baseball game TV ad so well. Um, and I also remember wanting to go to Pizza Hut every time I saw it. Like, I really wanted to go to Pizza Hut. They succeeded. <laughs> yeah, they. I, I remember um, there was a Pizza Hut ad for the uh, Land Before Time movie, which was pretty good, too. And I, I feel like I got to watch that YouTube that you just mentioned because I want to remember what that was. I, th- I think it was, like, about some little little girl's party or something it was a pretty i don't know very nostalgic ad i remember it those ads were really good though back then now i don't or maybe it was just because i was a kid but i feel like ads are just crap today (laughs) now ads are just meant to be annoying like Flo from progressive she's just fucking annoying like there's she doesn't say anything funny she just says things that are really loud yeah it's like they're trying too hard to be funny or something like that. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I hate yeah. the ads of today. I did watch the intro to The Secret of the Ooze. As I remember that one too. That started out with Burger King. With Kid. Yeah. Remember Kid yeah. Vid? Yes. And the Burger King Kids Club? Yeah. Yeah, there was a commercial with them. And then there was another commercial for uh, Suburban Commando starring Hulk Hogan. The There's also... <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. The VHS opening for the 1990 Ninja Turtles. The first one is also has the kid from mighty ducks in it if i remember the like oh i can't think of his name but the guy from mighty ducks who just recently like went through like a whole drug process and is now clean again goldberg there we oh, go goldberg yep. um he's the catcher in goldberg that, yeah um that like ad um and i really do want to go to pizza hut right now it was great it's a very yeah. successful ad they they succeeded in making you want pizza yeah which is surprising because I hate Pizza Hut. <laughs> I love Pizza Hut. I just I, I feel like I shouldn't, but I do. I, I love Pizza Hut and I love Taco Bell. I like Pizza Hut more than Taco Bell. Yeah, I um, love Taco Bell. But they're owned by the same people. Oh, get the hell out of here. <laughs> let's keep let's let's talk through this uh, first movie a little bit more. Um, one of the other references I saw was even though I guess it's not a reference because this is in the future, but that shirt that danny is wearing in the beginning there there must have been yeah. some fascination yeah. with the <laughs> the name sid or something where sid is a is like a bad boy character <laughs> because he just had even though his name was danny his shirt just had sid across it. i want to say it's sid vicious the uh from what? sex pistols or maybe he's a really big fan of the wrestler sid <laughs> because uh it could be. I didn't know what it was from. It just it just said Sid, but I thought that was pretty cool. I I I love the '90s style too, because like yeah, April's first thing that she's wearing as she's walking out is like this raincoat, and the raincoat looked exactly yeah. like the costume in that Jubilee yeah. wears yeah. in the um in the X Men TV show, <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. I'm like, is this supposed to be <laughs> Jubilee or? Something? I- April in the first movie is awesome. I think the, it's the best April mm-hmm. of the three movies by far. And she oh, yeah. is just like no so doubt. sassy and like opinionated and like stands on her own. At, 
at very little points in this does she fall into the typical damsel in distress role. In fact, I don't think she does at all throughout this first movie. She's pretty great. I don't think she does. But I will also say, Casey Jones also steals the movie. He's awesome. And he's, you know, of course there's like a couple like gay panic jokes that are in this. You're a claustrophobic. (laughs) Fist in the mouth? Mm-mm. I've never even looked at another guy before. <laughs> what he means is that you're afraid of enclosed areas. Um, there's some like weird, like I don't know, weird things that he says, but he's also really awesome. It's really upsetting that he's not at all in the second movie. I agree. I was really shocked, and and I was even more yeah. shocked that they brought him back for the third one. I was glad that they did. Exactly. But I was like, where the hell was he for the second one? He's. They, they bring him back for the third, and they act like April is kind of still going out with him. Exactly. So, so where the hell was he in the second movie? I feel like they thought he was too violent, so they probably wanted to, you know... Because the second movie, they want to tone down the violence. So they're just like, all right, no, no Casey, no hitting people with golf clubs and baseball bats and hockey sticks. Yeah, in the third movie, he doesn't yeah. fight. He just babysits a bunch of 1600s Japanese soldiers and, <laughs> and takes them to bars and stuff teaches them hockey or something about <laughs> hockey the other thing was when because i was watching this for the first time i thought he was going to be a bad guy or something because they i didn't know who he was at first because they show him in the uh, like jason mask and then he's like hitting some kids over the head with with a hockey stick but then yeah. like Raphael scares him away or something so i i thought like he was one of the bad guys and they made him seem like he was one of the bad guys, and then he comes and helps later on. I, I don't know what he was supposed to be doing in the beginning. They made him seem like he was part of the foot. I don't know. He was like a vigilante. Yeah, like an anti-hero. Oh, that's what he was. So I have a fun fact about Raphael. So Josh Pais, I think is how you pronounce it. So he played both the costume and the voice. And the funny thing about being in the costume is... He's claustrophobic. Now, if you ask Casey Jones, he'd think that he's gay. Because, uh, because he thinks claustrophobic means homophobic, but he thinks homophobic means gay, not homosexual. So that just shows you that Casey Jones himself, he is claustrophobic, he's homophobic, and he's also stupid. <laughs> But I did think that I, was a I pretty funny joke. I don't know. I, he also, he has like a couple like really good um, one-liners with April when they're back at the like cabin upstate and that I was like, oh man, this guy's so dumb, mm-hmm. but so funny. And they're just like insulting each other through the alphabet, him and Donnie. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh yeah. I love that. That was fantastic. Where they were just, I, I didn't know mm-hmm. what they were doing at first and I'm like, oh, they're going through the alphabet. <laughs> And then they kind of make reference to it. and Because I, I, some of the insults were, I'm like, that that's just the stupidest insult I've ever heard in my life. Like hose brain. <laughs> yeah. Hose brain. I'm ready, hose brain. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I also loved how they they went through like different, mm-hmm. I guess, surferisms it, every time they would talk, like in the beginning. So whenever yeah. someone said excellent, someone would say righteous. <laughs> and then, Another person would say, uh, like, Kalabunga or Dude or something. It was, I, I loved that. And I also loved that uh, Donatello always had, like, the worst one. <laughs> and they'd always pick on him for it. It was great. They, I think they brought that gag 
throughout yeah. all three movies too. I think he did that every single time. I really loved the first movie, Which all of the drawn images that April does when she's at the cabin. Those are fantastic. I always wanted to own one of them um, when I was little. I wanted to like hang up the one of Leonardo like resting at uh, Raphael's door or the one of uh, Donatello in like the van that she draws. Oh, it's fantastic. I really like how they make April to be the main character of the first movie. And like, so most of the stuff is told through her perspective Mm -hmm. or centering around like some of her investigative work. And she's also very like open and accepting of the turtles immediately. Right. She's not like wanting to like scream or kill them. She's just like, okay, this shit's happening. And like, I'm going to slowly like acknowledge it. She's a really good job. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I liked their portrayal of her in the first movie, and I think yeah. I think that's part of why the first movie's so good, because of that portrayal. And then they just, like, completely change her character, not only yeah. the actress, but just the character themselves in the next two. And it's and it's really sad. Like, like you had said, yeah. in this first yeah. movie, she's not the damsel in distress at all. But in the in the next two, she is much much more damsel and distressy. She's always there and always like cowering away, and they're always going to try to save her. Um, but in the first movie, it was Splinter who was playing more the damsel in distress role. But it sort of made sense um, with the whole situation that was happening, and it wasn't like he couldn't hold yeah. his own or anything. He was just captured. So uh, I, I thought they just did a really good job as far as the plot goes for that entire movie it was also very easy to follow yeah and april in the first movie too is like she also tries in the second one but in the first one she's really an investigative journalist like really getting into it trying to figure stuff out but in the second one you know they're investigating you know what is it tgi or uh tgif we're gonna have some fun show you how it's done tgi what is it called (laughs) tgri tgri She's like investigating TGRI a little bit, and the guy who plays the master control program in Tron, who is has been in a couple other video game movies that we've talked about so far. I think he was in Wing Commander, but th- you know she's like investigating them a little bit. In the third one, she's just like a damsel in distress. But I really liked her in the first one. She also has a shitty ass apartment in the first movie, and then the second one, she's like, like in this like beautiful fucking apartment in Manhattan. So that actually makes sense, though, because of what happened at the end. She gets this huge promotion, and, and she, like, sort of negotiated for it and got her job back and all this raise and all this Th- stuff. So that was one of the, my questions I was going to ask you guys. How quickly does the second movie happen after the first? Because I feel like it's just, like, minutes after. It's the next day. Yeah, that's what it feels like to me. <laughs> And so suddenly she's like, I'm pretty sure it's the next. <laughs> she's day. in like a shitty apartment, and then she's in like a high rise. Yeah, I agree. It do- it doesn't make sense with the time, because no. I I I'm pretty sure that it might be like the next week or yeah. something. Because they're still talking about what Splinter had done, and they're still talking about Shredder being inside of the the garbage can. And I mean, you're not if it were like years later, they wouldn't have mentioned yeah. that. But and they're still living with april so they couldn't have been living with her that long because she doesn't seem to be able to bear them living with her oh man so much pizza (laughs) so what did you guys think of splinter's voice in the third movie trash i didn't like it it was completely well first of all why did they change actors 
sometimes I know that certain actors die, so I wasn't sure if maybe the guy who played him died or something, because he did sound really old. Oh, that's Kevin Clash who does the voice of Elmo, yeah. who did Splinter. Oh, who does it in the first two movies? Yep. Funny thing, actually, in the second movie, it has Kevin Clash and Kevin Nash. <laughs> the Kevin Nash, he's uh, Super Shredder. Oh, right. Oh, he is Super Shredder? They changed the guy? Yeah, they, yeah the, whoever plays Shredder, they, uh, after he drinks the, the ooze, right. he transforms into Super Shredder, and they, they get Kevin Nash to play Super Shredder. Oh, I didn't know that they switched it there. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I also the same guy who plays Toka and Razar played Yoshi and the Goombas in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Frank Welker. I think it is. I did not know that. That's That definitely sounds like a Frank Walker voice. Did Jim Henson do the puppets in the other? The second one. Yo, his his company, yeah. He he actually died. The second one, he definitely had just died because it was in Mario Bros. No, I was wondering in Mario Bros, did Jim Henson do that? No. No, he didn't. I was going to say, it didn't look like Jim Henson's work there. The, the Mario Brothers is too high quality for Jim Henson's <laughs> work. It's just really... Really, really great. Although, I, this is one of the things I did want to talk about. The quality of this movie and the quality of the first Mario Brothers movie, very, very similar. They feel like in the same sort of like spiritual vein of one another. Even the, the New York cities are still, like the cities that they're both in are kind of gritty. And then there's like this underworld that kind of feels the same way. Even the villains are sort of like the same sort of sinister. I think it's that... 80s thing feel like the late 80s like punk type of feel because because double dragon had the same thing had the gritty city yeah um so i i think that that's just the look of that time and i i like it too i i think it's really cool yeah um and it's too bad that they sort of went away from it uh later on but I think it really worked well. Yeah. The Foot Clan's hideout was actually, it was filmed at that abandoned cement factory oh, that really? was used for uh, Super Mario Brothers. That's awesome. Yeah. I I love that hideout. I don't know about you, Doug, when you saw this when you were little, but I wanted to become a Foot Clan member. Yeah. It's, they, they, they had everything. Okay, so they had yeah. arcades, comic yep. books, just boxes of comic books, kids smoking cigars. They had uh, regular and menthol yeah. cigarettes that uh, Sam Rockwell was selling. <laughs> You got skateboards. What else? Uh, get some kid in a mohawk playing yeah. bass guitar. That's great. An awesome Sid Vicious yeah. yep. shirt, <laughs> which is really good. Because I rule the world. They also had um, a reference to Gremlins, They they uh, but the movie was called Critters, which I thought was great. <laughs> Where did they come up with this stuff? <laughs> it was great. I wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, some of the lines that were really great and some of the other like gags that I thought were really well done. So one of them was towards the end of the film. They they approach Danny with like a sword and they they run at him with all these like melee weapons and he goes, "Don't shoot!" And <laughs> and and then one of the turtles says, "I don't think it's loaded, kid." Don't shoot! I don't think it's loaded, kid. i thought it was great because i'm just like yeah they don't have guns that's that's hilarious um and then the other one was i just thought this was kind of cool how they had the phone when april gets the call on the phone and uh she gets fired through voicemail and it's like hanging by a line and it just like falls at the end right at the end of the message 
and uh, what do they say? They say, uh, it says, April, you're fired. I know this comes as a blow and then immediately falls and then hits the guy in the head as a blow to his head. <laughs> he falls. I thought it was great. It's, it's just perfect type of humor there. It, they, they knew what they were doing there. Great slapstick. Yeah. Oh, I, it, it's probably some of the best slapstick action comedy that I've seen in period. Like it, it reminds me of like Abbott and Costello sort of stuff. It's really good. Yeah. It's like airplane as well. Um, to me yeah uh, exactly and, uh, like another uh, another joke sort of like airplaney type joke was casey was using one of leonardo's swords to cut vegetables <laughs> which i thought yep. was amazing <laughs> that was pretty like, funny they don't use it at all to cut really anything in in the whole movie except he's cutting vegetables ridiculously with these swords i also like when they high five each other they say give me three because <laughs> they like three fingers great i love it it's it's amazing uh one of the cutest scenes are, is in the first one where they're out in the field, just like practicing karate. It reminds me of me as a little kid, like just like trying to practice karate out in the field. Same. Oh Using like a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I also like uh, the line where they're looking at Shredder, like they see Shredder for the first time and he's got all these like knives coming at him. And then somebody says... Maybe all that hardware's from making coleslaw. <laughs> the shredder. <laughs> uh, maybe all that hardware's from making coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like amazing little one-liners that are that are great. And then even the ridiculous thing at the end where Danny is talking to his dad and he just goes, "It's Dan now." Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I I also laughed pretty hard at that too. Are you okay, Danny? It's okay, Dad. I'm okay. Really? Dad? It's just Dan now, okay? Dan. It's just <laughs> Dan now, Dad. I'm a man. Done with Danny. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sid now. <laughs> because I rule the world. Uh, oh, did you notice the uh, I am your father? Oh yeah, from Shredder. Yeah, it actually made sense though because he kind of he wanted to try to put it into these kids' heads that he was their yeah, father. Yeah, it was yes. very like it was it was kind of creepy. It's clever what um, the villains were doing mm. with all these kids. To be honest, especially mm. the worst guy. I, I think the true villain was what's his name, uh, Math Metzer Tatsu. Oh, Tatsu. <laughs> Freaking guy's an asshole. Yeah, who is dubbed by a white man? Oh, you God. know his mouth did look a little off so that does make it yeah it was really off it, the dubbing was it was not in sync with what he was saying at all so in the second movie they like focus on his face he's saying something about like rebuilding the foot Bef- yeah. when the line finishes his mouth is why, still moving why couldn't they just get a english speaking person if they really wanted someone <laughs> speaking english i don't understand <laughs> they also just do a bunch of like grunts from him throughout the whole movie he's like Ooh, they ooh, did ooh. um and it just reminds me of something straight out of power rangers yes yeah just like uh what i always forget her name rita where she, she always yeah. <laughs> 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 that's so much 
There were some pretty obvious mistakes in this movie. Mm-hmm. One being the scene where uh, Donatello laughs. He opens his mouth so wide you can see the puppeteer inside of his mouth. Oh yeah, yeah. You can see you can see a human mouth inside of his mouth, like one of those uh, huh. like a xenomorph. <laughs> it's really creepy. It's actually if you, it's on screen for a few seconds. I didn't even see it. There's also another one where Raphael and Leonardo are arguing. I actually wrote the line down when he says, I never said I was your great leader when Leonardo says that. In the background, you could see someone working on the set just ducking in the background, just trying really hard <laughs> not to be in the scene, but failing at it because they see, are in that's the movie. what makes these movies so good because of these cra- crappy little mistakes. <laughs> Cheesy little mistakes. <laughs> I didn't notice any of them, but yeah, I, I could definitely see where this type of movie would make those types of mistakes. But I like it. Also, there's at times in the specifically in the third movie where their eyes just look vacant and hollow and scary oh. as hell. Oh my god! <laughs> the third movie. It doesn't so much happen in the first no. two, and it, specifically in the second, they do a really good job of like giving each individual turtle a little bit of distinctive qualities and like energy and like facial energy. But in the third. It's just they all, I think Doug brought it up when we were talking about it via text. They all look like Pac-Man. Yes. Every single one of them. They're just like... That's how they move their mouth. Yeah. They just like chatter. Yeah. They have like monkey shines teeth. Yes, that's the problem. It's the teeth too. They're just like so prominent. I don't even remember yeah. seeing teeth in the previous two movies. Did they have teeth? They did, but these ones were just huge. It's like, the, these ones were just like just they had freaking chiclets in their mouth or something. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Ah. Gary Busey teeth. Yeah. It's insane. I don't know how they could have... Like, couldn't they just bring the costumes from the previous... Uh, maybe, I guess they couldn't because they were owned by Jim Henson. But still, like, I, I don't understand it. How they, how they could just make it so yeah. drastically worse. So in Ninja Turtles 3, the company that was in charge of the costumes was All Effects Company. Creative name, It's right? a great name. I, I Everyone should have the most generic name ever for their company. I, I'm actually going to make an effects company and just call it effects. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Stuff that does things incorporated. Yes, exactly. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, you know, now that there's a bunch of really high end cosplayers just online that post their stuff, this looks like the third movie looks like, a kind of a higher end cosplay, but it doesn't look anywhere near as good a quality as the Jim Henson production stuff. No, I've seen it's just so I, bad. I'd say fifty percent of the cosplays I've seen are better than <laughs> than this. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, awful, awful. I don't even know how they Ugh. brought this movie out with this. They must have spent a lot just to make those costumes. I mean, it's not that easy to make the costumes, but still, like they could have designed them better. They had something, they had previous movies to go off of. That's the biggest annoyance, is it's it's not like they were the first movie. Usually, when you see a first movie of a series, it's worse, and then slowly the, the look and feel at least gets a little bit better. But in this, like, it just got worse as time went on. I don't know. I was very yeah. disappointed. Granted, yeah. I guess Mortal Kombat Annihilation didn't really get higher quality after Mortal Kombat, so <laughs> maybe I'm just wrong. <laughs> maybe sequels oh, in the 90s just get progressively worse. If anything, the four turtles in these movies make 
Goro look, uh, like the Goro in the first movie is still oh, fucking yeah. great. Yeah. In Mortal Kombat, even with how great the turtles look in the first two movies, Goro still looks amazing in that Mortal Kombat oh, yeah. movie, and like moves very well. It's incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also wanted to mention the music at the end for the credits. I loved it. Oh, the uh, so Turtle we, Power song? Yeah, the rap that came in. I was just like, this is fucking awesome. I loved it. I actually had the <laughs> lyrics pulled up. Oh, really? Yeah, That's let awesome. me... So, there's a line that I always thought was really funny. Because I, I feel like they just, they're just desperate for rhyme. I think the rapper's just desperate for rhymes in this one part. But where is it? Oh, God, this is like a long... I like looking through it. This is a long song. It, it, it did feel pretty long. This is a this is serious, so give me a quarter. I was a witness. Get me a reporter. Yeah. <laughs> Call April O'Neil is on the case. You better hurry up. There's no time to waste. <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta give them a ton of credit for these songs that were very specific to these films. Like good good for these artists, like Go Ninja Go Ninja Go and and this rap song. They, they spent so much time just making these one-time-use songs. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, this is like peak 90s yes. nostalgia for me. I'm pretty sure once my daughter grows up and I show her these movies, she's going to be like, these are fucking stupid, Dad. Um, Watch your mouth. But they, <laughs> they're, they're gems. They're diamonds. Uh, yeah. Did you listen to this Turtle Power? Uh, listen to this Turtle Power song. <laughs> Um, but you know, I I don't know. I can't really separate my nostalgia for it over from how good it is. But I really love the Turtle Power lyrics. Here are the ones. Yeah, she was all alone with no friends and no phone. See, yep. I yep. think that it was just good because, like, I have no nostalgia for this movie because I never saw it. And I will tell you, I have I have nostalgia for the time period, so that might be interfering a little bit. Yeah, but, I think that's probably part of it. But still, yeah, I think it was a phenomenal movie. I would like to show that to a kid and be like, like this movie. You should like this movie yeah. and see what they say. So uh, they also don't do any of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles theme song from the television show in any of the movies. I didn't hear it, at least. Yeah, I didn't either. And I, that that TV show jingle, that song, yeah, yeah. There was the one from the mid '90s. Do you remember that one? It was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It was like the they tried to make it more edgy and you know of the music uh, genre that was popular at the time. That's so much worse. Ah. And they like, and I remember the intro. They they used scenes from the cartoon and scenes from the movie, from the first movie, including yeah. a shot of Donatello scratching his head for some reason. Look it up on YouTube. It's weird. a weird intro. Turtle it's, power. It's, ah, I hated that. I hated that period <laughs> in time. It was like two years where every every fucking song was that just people yelling. Mm. Turtle power. <laughs> Teenage mutant ninja turtles. Oh. That. <laughs> yeah, I feel like they did that with everything. Just yeah, kids aren't going to think that old theme song is cool anymore. So you got to make it sound like post-grunge uh, rock music. That was the problem. It's freaking grunge. 
That's the problem. I, I, I still love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, theme I do song. Too. And I also, when we talk about the game, I, there's also so many really fun other villains in the television show, like Krang and like Rocksteady and Bebop that I really enjoy in the television show. They're just not in the movie. And it doesn't suffer for it at all, but I really would have loved to see Rocksteady and Bebop in the, the tele- yeah, movies. Yeah, I agree. It would have been awesome. But we got Lord Norinaga and Walker. I mean, those were fun villains, right? No. <laughs> so fun. Just like, the, a really fun. That like weird, like slimy white guy who belonged in like a Buffy the Vampire Slayer just really was a, just a quality Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles it character. Just, that's why oh. that movie was so bad, to be honest, was just because the villains made absolutely no sense. It was terrible. They could have done something cool. They had, for Super Nintendo, they had the Turtles in Time game where they go back in time and they still fought villains from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They could have done the same thing. They could have had... I I would have even been fine with Shredder going back in time and and doing that, even though they used Shredder in two of the movies already. I would have been happier with Shredder. Also, if you name a villain Walker, I'm just going to think Walker, Texas Ranger. Always. Chuck Norris was a villain in this in the third movie. That would be yeah. awesome. That would have, uh, yeah. I, I, love that. I also will only think of whenever they, every time they kept saying Walker or anything, I could just keep thinking of that clip from Conan O'Brien where he pulls the Walker, Texas Ranger <laughs> yes. lever. And it's just the little kid saying, Walker told, told me I have AIDS. Walker told me I have AIDS. Um, just like that's the only oh thing I think God. of every time they say it. Uh, yeah, third movie was just so disappointing. I could, I, I, kind of just fell in and out of that movie the entire time. It barely knew what was going on. You know what annoyed me in that movie yeah. was April. They made her kind of like Willie from Temple of Doom. They made her really dumb, as if yeah. she didn't know she, you know, like went back in time. She would like talk to these people from the 1600s as if they knew about modern day things, which they don't. And then she had like this 90s tood, this Bart Simpson kind of attitude for some reason. Like, oh, you're going to make me yeah. puke. She says something like that to uh, to Walker. Yeah, I didn't like her at all in the third movie. Was it the same actress as the second me movie? Me neither. Yeah. It was. I thought it was. Mm-hmm. She just I knew that she got her hair cut, which made her look a lot different. But she also did that whole thing. They, they did that thing where she cut her pant legs off. And then... Yeah, okay. That, was that scene. Yeah. So one of the turtles says... I, th- I think it's, uh, I think Donnie says, Whoa, Legorama. Wow, a Legorama. Yeah, I'll say. Hey, I'm allowed. I'm on vacation. Right. Oh. Absolutely. Shwing. <laughs> and then she responds. Yeah. This, this scene stuck out because this is like a very cringeworthy it scene. Was. She says, I'm allowed. I'm on vacation. No, you're in 1600s yeah. Japan. And then after yeah. that, they go, swing. Yeah, and she was, yeah. like, happy with it. They were, like, catcalling her, pretty much. And swing, does that not mean erections? It does. Yes. Yeah, and they, yeah. they don't even have dicks. And also, they're, they're turtles, and she's a human being. They are attracted to human women, which I find weird. Yeah, that is a little bit weird. But they have... 
like in the first two movies, they like imply some sort of like flirting back and forth with her, right? But they don't act, they don't like come out and say like I want to fuck her, um, like they do yeah. in the third. <laughs> like in the third, they're like ready to bone April. Um, but in the first two, they're like just like playful bantering and stuff like that. Even as a kid, I always thought that that was weird. It's just very strange. What is Lego Rama? What does that mean? She. It wasn't even really that revealing. No. She, it was like cut to like above her knee. Lego Rama. It's like a another fifties reference, like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Victorian era. Oh my god! Show me your ankle, please. <laughs> the upper thigh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure she already wore, like, Daisy Dukes in the previous movie as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Lego-rama, I mean, even in the 90s, I just think Legos, right? This is going to be, like, a fun Lego thing. Lego-rama. <laughs> Sound like that. <laughs> God, yeah, it's such a weird... The third movie is so bad, and it's so weird. There's... I remember some of the props being really fun, like that weird spinning prop that they have that's like a a mace the time turner thing weird mace scepter thing yeah i always wanted that you wanted (laughs) yeah i just wanted to hold it like they always they like make it so apparent that it's like giant and like powerful it's like cool but i don't know that movie is terrible and seeing turtles on horseback is weird, no, man. Um, it's a weird, weird thing. I don't know why they would ever do it, but it just looks strange. It was for the throwaway gag of them falling off every single <laughs> yeah. horse. One of the, I think Michelangelo falls off. He just goes, oh, horse. He does say that. Yeah, he says, oh, horse. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was actually in the script. I think someone actually wrote that. No, I think that was just improv. <laughs> and he didn't know what to say. Oh, Man. horse. <laughs> someone got paid $25 an hour to write that line. <laughs> right there. There was the oh. scenes with Casey Jones and the soldiers. I thought some of that was funny. Like when he like turns on the TV and they're all going nuts because they've never seen a television before when there's hockey on. Casey yeah. just goes, can you believe it? We're not even in the playoffs. He's saying that as there's a bunch of guys, like four grown men, just like hovering above this television, trying to like reach in and touch the people inside. <laughs> I thought that was yeah, pretty I funny. thought that was pretty good. Yeah, and there's another scene that could have been funny when Casey's trying to teach him how to play hockey. All right, now do what they're doing on TV, and because they're watching hockey, there's a lot of fights, yeah. and they all start fighting each other. That scene would have been funny, but they add these stupid like cartoon like blank. Oh, yeah. Like cartoon sound oh, effects. Yeah, it just ruins it. Yeah. The third movie is just full of all like the wee, like the slide whistle and like the bonking sound <laughs> effects. And yeah, it just yeah. takes me out. Yeah, also, I agree. His hair, his hair is just beautiful <laughs> in the third movie. Just like really voluminous. It's really great. Um, it looks better than Laura Croft's <laughs> in the Laura Croft movies. It's got bounce. He does have nice hair. Man. Well, the worst thing about Lara Croft's hair is that it's featured in that movie. Yes. <laughs> oh, and I have to talk uh, about some really lame jokes from Michelangelo. Oh, oh Wusabi, Kawasaki, Toyota. He just starts naming, like... That joke has been used in so many things. Like, one of those awful, scary movie movies used that. 
Mm-hmm. It's like <laughs> Japanese brand humor, funny, right? Which I don't understand. It, it seems totally off character for these guys, especially having Splinter, who's from like Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't make much sense that they they like pick on that a little bit. I hated it. Yeah, I I, I also don't understand why they don't have more sensitivity or don't understand any of the language like splinter should have taught them some of it Mm -hmm. like this is your native language like let's listen and learn and also i swear to god he's on rails in the third movie is he on rails in the third movie (laughs) splinter because they move him and he just like (laughs) slides he doesn't actually move he is (laughs) i think he is especially because they show him in, like, weird spots, like, through a window. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the only time you see him is in that window. Is he in yeah. any other, like, part of that, that train, that abandoned train station? No, he's like Oscar the Grouch. I think so. I, yeah, I think he's like Oscar the Grouch, and he's just in the window. Because at one point, he's, yeah. like, talking with Casey, and Casey's behind the window, too, with him. And I, I think that, yeah. yeah, I think that they didn't have as much budget, so they just kind of made him as limited as possible and just put him behind a window. And it wasn't even his whole yeah. body. It was just his face. I mean, just kill him at this point, right? Don't even put him in the third movie. Just kill him off. If you're going to like put him on rails and have a brand new voice actor who sounds nothing <laughs> like him, sounds like Splinter like smoked like 17 packs of cigarettes right before he started this movie. It's terrible. Just no, kill off the character. they needed to have the end of the movie joke where Splinter tells a joke Every single time. <laughs> I made a funny again. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was ridiculous. Uh, I made a funny. I kind of like that, though, in the first movie. I made a funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about their hideout in the second one. The first movie, I really liked their hideout. It's just like some like sewer place. It's fine. And I thought it was pretty cool. And then they go into the second one, and it's, it's an abandoned train station that somehow still has working telephones still has working power like lines to it still has operating bulbs no homeless person has found <laughs> this place or squatted there yeah that's that's that was my first thing there's gonna be like crackheads hanging out there you know at least yeah. like if six or seven city. this this isn't like a drug den for anybody no squatters mm-hmm. nobody's down there they just find this place and they're like oh it's filled with spiders and i i swear i I felt like at one moment somebody's going to like, and there's a dead drunk, like a dead drug addict over here, (laughs) dude, like, or something like that. But no, nothing. It was just like a perfectly fine place. And then in the third movie, there's like stained glass windows and like natural lighting. It's even nicer. And all of these like beautiful art (laughs) pieces that are there. What the fuck, man? Yeah. It was weird. I don't understand how they got yeah. such a massive upgrade in the third movie. A lot of things about the third movie just did not make any sense. No. Any crackhead that approaches that uh, their hideout will just see four muscle-bound anthropomorphic turtles with weapons, and they'll just run away. And a giant rat. Lose it. <laughs> a giant, yeah. He's the one that makes everyone faint. Yeah, everybody's yeah. so afraid of the rat, but they're not really that afraid of giant fucking turtles there's actually in the third movie there is an another funny scene where there's like an ongoing thing in every movie where a human that meets splinter for the first time faints yeah. this happens to april it happens to kino and in the third movie it happens to uh one of the people that comes from ancient japan 
And I think I think Mikey says like, "Oh, Splinter has that effect on people." It's a pretty funny line. Yeah. Should we talk about Kino? Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about he was the crazy freaking martial artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Star of Surf Ninjas. Is that, what? Is that a thing? <laughs> Surf Ninjas. Yeah. So that's a movie. Oh, and he was in it. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was the star of the movie. Is he? Uh... Is he actually really young and just really good at martial arts? I want to th- I want to say he's in his early twenties, okay. just playing like teenager. He but... looks like he's like fifteen. <laughs> yeah, he's like twenty in that movie. In two, he was like twenty, but he was the stunt double for Donatello in oh, the really? first movie, as well. Oh, yeah, hmm. and he, I I don't know. He like he was in a bunch of like weird movies as like. He's in a bunch of movies as like a, a throwaway actor. He was in Rush Hour Two. He was in another movie too. I can't think of what it was. But yeah, he was just like in a random scene, and then but usually was like a stunt double person. He was a stunt double for Avatar and for like Alice in Wonderland. Mm. But he also was like a kickboxer. He won a bunch of at least a bunch of like kickboxing things, like tournaments. And I always felt like he was eventually going to be a Power Ranger, but never was. At one point, somebody was going to, like, hire him to play the next season of, like, the Red Ranger on the next season of Power Rangers or something, but it never happened. Did I mention his name? Keto? Ernie Reyes? Yeah, er, yeah Ernie Reyes Jr. Oh. Yeah, I just, I just, I call him Kino. Kino. His character's name yeah. from Ninja Turtles 2. But he's kind of a creep in that he movie. Is. Like, he just kind of breaks into April's apartment. He's like, he just walks in. Yeah, that was to, weird to where find, he delivered yeah. the pizza. Like, he's just like, I thought maybe you'd want another pizza because you order pizzas all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like a very creepy thing to do. Just barge into someone's apartment and give them a pizza. And they play like really eerie music too when he comes yeah, in. Yeah, that was like, another. Oh, no, he's there's like, April, you're in danger. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> also, he, he does a little bit of fat shaming in the uh, beginning. Oh, yeah, he, he creepily does. goes up to a group of girls like, who wants to ride on my scooter? And then one of them says, dream on, dweeb. He says, well, next time I'll dream of something thinner. That's true. He does do that. <laughs> and the girl isn't even, she's not no, even she like, wasn't. fat. No, not at all. I also think that this is a weird segue, but it reminds me of uh, Ghostbusters. Like the scenes where he's like driving away on his motorbike or even the first scene where they like drive up to deliver the pizza. Just the background shots feel like something straight out of ghostbusters it's like gritty grimy new york city i love that um i love that imagery but and kino in the second movie beats the shit out of everybody in the, like the first four people in the underground mall does it so oh, yeah effectively and then the turtles just come in and like just play around throughout the rest of the fight and they like put this kid, like wrap this kid up and throw him in a bin. Um, it's crazy good. I love it. At the end, doesn't he barge in, like do a flip onto the stage and like kick somebody? Yeah. <laughs> That's the stupidest scene, <laughs> in my opinion, where he's like, hey guys, I'm here. And then runs and then kicks the thing out of Splinter's, <laughs> uh, uh, Shredder's hand. And then he's just like, flip. And then nothing. Kicks. And then they're like, no, you shouldn't have come. Like, he's some helpless kid. <laughs> and he's like, I really shouldn't have. And then just holding the person, like, the holding, like, oh, man. Let's talk about the ending yeah. of two. Because Shredder is massive underneath the pier. And just, they're like, Shred, man, you're going to knock down the pier. And he's like, then so be it. <laughs> just smashes the shit out of everything. That was oh, so I stupid. Just wanted- 
so stupid. Since I had never seen this movie, I was like, just jump into the water. And then they finally did. But at first I'm like, are you just stupid? Just jump into, jump (laughs) into the water. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking turtle. And then they're like, oh, we're turtles. It doesn't fucking matter. Even if you weren't (laughs) turtles, jump into the fucking water. Yeah. It's like brawly looking motherfucker won't be able to swim. <laughs> He's just going to sink straight down to the bottom. He's got so much metal on him for cutting fucking coleslaw. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> coleslaw. Um, uh. Yeah, that that was just a ridiculous scene. I, I, I kind of wish they just didn't even have that scene, but they needed to have Giant Shredder do something. They could have had him actually fight him instead of him just trying to knock down the pier i mean the guy portraying super shredder is a professional wrestler just have him do like a move or something well the the weird thing is they made shredder seem like he was pretty worthless in both movies as far as fighting goes like he didn't do like anything he he ran at splinter uh at the end of the first one and just yeah. was chucked off the edge <laughs> and then in, in this one they just went to attack him and he at first, he was afraid before he was Super Shredder, and he was just, like, not fighting at all. And then he gets kicked by the kid, and then he's pretty much <laughs> defeated. Yeah. And then becomes Super Shredder and can't fight being Super Shredder either. So it's just, <laughs> ah, it, he seemed like a worthless, like, boss. Yeah. Don't gloss over the fact that Casey Jones just commits fucking the most egregious murder in the history of film, the fucking Shredder falls into oh, yeah. a dump truck, and then Casey Jones is like, whatever, and then presses the button and crushes Shredder in a dump truck. Like, and the the movie plays it off as like, oh no, big deal. That is a horrific death. <laughs> it's like <laughs> fucking traumatic. It was manslaughter because it was an accident. He did say oops, so he didn't intentionally do it. Yeah. I, I guess so. It's only manslaughter. It's just horrific. That is that poor. Uh, they, I'm great. I'm glad that they cut away from it because Shredder must have been screaming. Uh, oh. Yeah, they. Uh, <laughs> it definitely killed him too, right? Because then he, then in the next, obviously he comes back, but in the next movie yeah. he's like almost undead looking. So he, yeah, he like came back from the dead. They, they totally knew that he was yeah. being killed by that. It's ridiculous. Ugh. They should have just threw him away uh, and, uh, like, took him out in the trash, and, and that would have been a little bit better. But you're right. It was like a murder. Uh, it's horrific. Like, Casey Jones is just like, whatever, and then goes and kisses April afterwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and all the kids just watch him do it, too. They just, like, watch him, like, murder this person. Yeah, this guy oh. that they... They idolized for so long. They just watched him get crushed. <laughs> so at one point, this was the highest grossing independent film until Blair Witch Project. Did you know that? No. When did Blair really? Witch yeah. come out? 1998? 1999. 1999. Wow. I mean, that's pretty, pretty long distance. I didn't realize this was an indie film either. Yeah, no major studio wanted to take part in it because of the Masters of the Universe movie in 1987 starring... Ivan Drago himself, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, that movie was oh, a yeah. huge failure, and they thought that this would go in the uh, same direction, which luckily it did not. Have you wow. seen that film, Doug? No. I I, I was... My older brother's like He-Man. I think He-Man, the He-Man cartoon is just absolute garbage. That's yeah. cool toys, but... I love the toys. 
I had the castle. Yeah, that, that cartoon is just made to sell toys. I mean, I guess the, yeah. the Turtles cartoon is as well, but He-Man is just an awful, awful, awful cartoon. Awful animation. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. He-Man, and it's, it's a pretty boring show, to yeah. be honest, too. Though I do like Skeletor's voice. Mm-hmm. He's got this, like, ah, high-pitched <laughs> sign Skeletor. That sounds so. pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Masters of the Universe, and I, that was the one thing I was going to talk about is how fucking terrifying Skeletor is in that movie. Have, if you get a chance, Google an image of Skeletor from that movie. Just... Goddamn terrifying. Doing it now, Skeletor. Does he have oh. the voice? Or is he like a scary voice? You, The guy who plays Skeletor is Frank Lagella? Langella, I think his name is. I can't think of his... I can't pronounce his name, but you'll know exactly who he is once you see him. Oh my god. It's, oh. it's terrifying. That is terrifying. He looks like Red Skull a little bit. Uh, it, it, but like sickly... And like pale, it's just gross. Oh. Yeah, he's got. He doesn't. He doesn't look like Skeletor. He looks frightening. Looks kind of like a mix between Red Skull and uh, Emperor Palpatine. He does. Yeah. Yes, I he really totally does see that. But now, do you guys want to talk about the game? Sure. Yeah. Which is because I I I spent uh, a few days trying to beat this fucking <laughs> game. Did you ever beat it? <laughs> no. No. No, I did not. I, I didn't. I had to watch uh, uh, the third movie first, and I just never got to beating it. Plus, I was so annoyed because I had two turtles left, but both turtles had a half of a square of life left, and you can't win in that game. If you have a half of a square, you can barely move yeah. in that game. You they have a half of a shell. Like yeah, <laughs> a half shell. Um, but. That I had not played this game in a very long time. I did not realize how hard the actual game was. I literally lost all of my tur or no, I lost two turtles um, in that first sewer yes, that I went down. Me too. So, so I went down the sewer, and there's this jump that you have to make. And every time I would jump, one of those stupid Freaking, uh, what from the Alien movie? One of those little yeah, fucking what are they called? Uh, xenomorphs went <laughs> by and would attack me. Yeah, like he would always appear, and then if it wasn't the xenomorph, it was a freaking bird or something that flew by yeah. and hit me. And even if you killed it, it would appear every time in that same spot. So if you didn't swipe at the correct perfect time, you You'd die. You'd fall off. Well, you wouldn't die, but you'd fall off the edge. And I lost so much health, and I, I, I was so pissed. I almost didn't even play it from that point on. Um, but I eventually got by that, and I, I hated. I hate these NES games where they knock you backwards, mm-hmm. like yeah. in in Ninja Gaiden. Whenever you get hit, especially if you're gonna fall off the edge a million times, it's so annoying. So. This game came out in 1989, and it was released onto the NES in, like, 1990. Only a year later, Turtles in Time would come out. And Turtles in Time is, is an infinitely better game. But oh, yes. Th- Turtles in Time is great. The NES version of this game is so fucking hard. It is so intensely hard. 
I, when I was little, I used to play this game all the time. I thought it was great. And I would like go through the levels. And I realized as I was playing it this time, I never got past the second level when I was a little kid. Neither did I. The swimming through all like the, like the electric stuff on the side where you have to dismantle all the bombs. I've never gotten past that part until like earlier this week. Neither did I. Yeah. And then I got past it, and there's an even more hard level after that. Yeah. Which is these tank levels, which you're, like, driving around in this tank. you got to get out and then go through all of – you have to find the correct entrance in order to get to where you're going. And you enter all these different areas because you're searching for the correct way to get to the next level. And I fucking died so many times with that stuff. Oh, it's so difficult. This it, the game is just terribly hard. So, yeah, there there's a few things that I really disliked about the game. I think the game is a solid NES game. Yeah. Title. Yep. It's, it's good. It's got first thing I want to say is music in this game fantastic. Yes. One of the best NES uh, games as far as music goes. The the animation was actually very good too. Like the the visuals in the game, I yeah. thought were pretty solid. Other than the weird enemies making absolutely no sense with with the universe of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What's with the guy? One of the enemies is just like a guy who takes a nap. He just walks slowly and then just takes a nap and changes a different color. Yeah. And then you can't hit him. And then he'll wake back <laughs> up. Yeah, I don't know what that enemy was. I also really was annoyed by the one enemy that was like uh, one of the Foot Clan. Mm who you would hit and he'd like turn into a little smaller yeah. footman and then burst into burst. more footman and then, <laughs> and then you you smack him again and he turns into really small it's like uh, one of those russian dolls i was like what the hell is this enemy and uh, and you don't have you don't have you only have the four cardinal directions right to hit these things yeah. but they're always in like a diagonal you can't like or they're directly above you, and the only way to hit them was with Donnie's long friggin' stick. Or they're directly yes. below you, and you have to hit them with Donnie's long stick. It's just, in, oh, it's so tough. Yeah. All right, let's talk about the, the turtles in general. Yeah. And how drastically different these stupid characters were. So I was telling Doug before we actually started recording... The only viable turtles are Leonardo and Donatello. And Donatello. Yep, that's it. And that's it. Yep. You you, you can't play is Ra- Raphael completely He's the worst. useless. Yeah. His his range is a half a pixel. <laughs> yeah. Literally a half a. You pixel. You have to be on top and... of the people in order to kill them. <laughs> yeah. He immediately died from you. He's just yeah. the throwaway guy. Uh, Michelangelo's is slightly longer, but it's still useless. Oh yeah. Donatello's definitely is by far the best. He's slower, but he does more damage than yeah. the other guys. Uh, but Leonardo's isn't bad because he has like a swipe, which can hit things a little bit more of a, a range. Um, so you get like a 45 degree angle attack sort of thing, which I think was useful for certain enemies, like those stupid dive bombers that oh, go God. by and like take off two chunks of health as they dove into you and they would just fucking appear out of nowhere and dive into you. Uh, oh. I hated those the most. Th- those killed me, I think, the most out of any enemy. Yeah, and 
the the enemies would also respawn once you left the screen. So if you li- yes. leave the screen and then come back for some fucking there reason, they they're all back. And it's oh, it's infuriating. And I know Doug and I talked about the one, or you too, Kevin, the little platform that's missing in one of the levels that's like right towards the top of the level. Every time you would go, you have to like jump over it and you would fall and have to repeat the whole level and all the enemies would respawn. And it was just intense. I realize now that all you have to do is just walk over it. Walk over it. Uh, <laughs> and you don't even have to jump. But the game doesn't tell you that. Nothing. No, no. part in the game does it tell you that. Ugh. The jumps just get worse. No, yeah. And I <laughs> I didn't realize that for a second. But then I eventually realized I could just walk over it. But it doesn't tell you that. There is no leading or section where you have to do that leading up to it. No. You just kind of have to guess. And, and that was really annoying. But the other thing I really hated was they had these, like, almost throwaway levels that they would throw up there. Um, there was one level where in, in the first stage, there was one spot where you go into a building, and all that was at the end was a full pizza. Yeah. And the problem was... You lost practically a full oh, pizza yeah. just to get the damn full pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was just like, what is the point of this? I was so pissed. Uh, and then talking about the third stage with all the stupid fucking bulldozers from Wing Commander going around. <laughs> it, the I ran out of, um, I don't know if you had this same problem, but it, it's the whole stage is like a maze you're driving around in your stupid tank fighting these other tanks that pop out of nowhere and take two hits to kill and i I would get hit all the time by them but you have to get to break the barricades you have to get those rockets and i got the rockets and i don't know that i'm supposed to conserve these for the whole fucking time neither so and when you for some reason it was firing two at a time Every time I shot one out, so I would break a barrier and it'd shoot two of them out. And you only get ten, so and you're in a maze, so you'd use them up, and then you'd have to go all, all the, the way, way back. fucking back to that one area, climb all the way up just to get that stupid fucking missile again. Oh, my and God. And then go searching around. It took me hours, or at least an hour, yeah. to find that spot that I was supposed to go, I went into every building, and I'm just like, where the fuck do I go? And I eventually found the spot. I didn't look at any walkthrough or anything, but I eventually found the spot. I was pissed. It, oh, it, it was so hard. It's it's so difficult, that whole level. I'm so glad you said something, because I didn't know that you had to conserve any of that stuff either. I'm just, like, firing it off, and it's incredibly difficult. And it, the same thing happens with the characters inside the levels as it does in the overworld. If you kill a couple of those tanks and then go back into a thing and come back out, they fucking respawn. <laughs> so I, yes. what are you doing? Like, why would you even shoot a rocket at them? <laughs> well, there was a section where I couldn't get away from the bulldozer. Yeah. I, I got to this one spot and I would kill the bulldozer, but I'd have to like back up to kill it. 
And then I'd go forward, and there it was again. It would respond. And back yeah. up, boom. And I was like, well, I guess I just got to run into the damn thing. I only have, like, half of my life. I guess I got to sacrifice half more of my life, just die to kill this stupid bulldozer. Ugh. And then the other annoying thing was at one point you had to find this rope that yeah. they throw over. There is no indication that <laughs> what the fuck this thing is. I found this rope thing and it, it doesn't tell you what any of yeah. these things are that you collect so you you collect it and i had no idea what it was i thought it was just like a little weapon <laughs> and then later on i realized oh they're using this to throw over the buildings to get to the other side oh, yeah. and you actually need this in one of the sections i was lucky i picked it up there was like no other way oh, I- this game I think it's also a, a solid NES game. It is just... Like I said. It's just so fucking difficult. And, you know, Doug always brings it up all the time. Like, you know, you played these games, you had to play these games with quarters. Um, so they're designed to be really, really, really hard. This game is just way too hard for what it is. For like a... I don't know how old I was playing this game. Like six? It's too hard for a six-year-old to play this game. I've never gotten past the, I've beaten the dam before, but it's, I don't know, it's like very early in the game, there's this jump in the sewer, and if you miss the jump, you land in water, and it like pushes you out, so you have to redo the entire thing over and over again, and after like the 50th try, I just give up. This is not fun. So, yeah, uh, I don't know how, I, I played this game with save states, I don't know how you beat the dam without save states. I don't know either. Because literally, I, I was going around, and I could barely beat it with save states. Oh. There's that one There's that one s- section with all of those damn uh, electric <laughs> algae, and I, li- I don't think there is a way to avoid the electric algae. There isn't. No. It's impossible. Yeah. You have to get hit. Okay. I, I was like, am I just fucking terrible at this game? Because <laughs> I cannot figure out how to... <laughs> gonna avoid the shit it looks like the area that they take up is more than than their image yep so you you're gonna hit it every single time and the swimming in this game this game was not made for swimming no at all (laughs) no and you're getting pushed away also by some some force and it's timed and it's pushing (laughs) and it's timed timed. like there's so much shit working (laughs) against you in order to do this thing and it's on an NES controller, which has absolutely no give, right? It's like a box controller. And so I'm trying to play this thing, and I look like Donkey Kong on his go-kart. Like, I'm, like, crammed over my freaking controller trying to move this <laughs> with zero time in order to do anything. And then I get to the end and, like, dismantle the bomb, and there's no congratulations scene. It's just, like, boom next thing like immediately uh, there's no like you did it or we saved no. the dam it's just boom you're right into the next scene no it it does say something it says okay yeah yeah he flexes <laughs> the turtle flexes yeah he flexes and it says okay and then boom um, next scene like well, give me a fucking break man just like i need yeah. six seconds to breathe after that Ugh. well i i, I just want to mention real quick what I played this on. So you played it on an NES controller. Mm-hmm. I had to play it with two different things. So I was playing on my computer. I don't have like an NES Classic or anything. So 
I'm using an Xbox controller, oh. which was hard enough, but what would happen is uh, it wasn't working properly, so sometimes I would push the D-pad, and he would just stop mid-movement. Even though I was holding down right, he would just stop, <laughs> like, randomly, and that would happen. But the reason I had to use the Xbox controller was because it would jump better. Yeah. So I could actually do the uh, the full jump and do, like, the spin jump. And then I would switch to my keyboard for better movement because the keyboard didn't have the stutter stop, but I couldn't jump as far. Like he, I, with the keyboard, for some reason, it wouldn't allow you to do the spin jump. So I'm playing this game, switching back and forth between keyboard and this fucking Xbox controller the entire time. It was the worst experience to play a game. I would not recommend. <laughs> that sounds awful. Ever. Yeah. It was awful i was like okay which situation do i need now do i need to jump better or do i need to move better in this situation okay let's let's figure out what stupid fucking configuration i have to play with way to make a difficult game even more difficult kevin that's why i never finished it i played it in two different ways as well i bought this game on ebay and i got the cartridge and put it in and i've quickly realized by like right at the end of the damn level that I was not going to be able to beat the rest of this game with just the cartridge. And so I was like, I got to emulate this and use save states. And I did. And I'm fucking glad that I did because I I don't think I would have ever beaten this game. I also used, I tried not to use Donnie at all in this game. I made it a mission like, cause he, he wasn't easy to use this, but he made it a lot easier and I was like, I'm not going to use Donnie at all. The second time that I played it on the emulator in the same states. And I got through literally half of the first level before I was like, that's stupid. I'm just going to use Donnie yeah, do this whole time. No, the game was not made to play as another character. I want to I know. There's There has to be some kind of maniac who has beaten this entire game with just Raph. There has to be. Yeah. I guarantee it. I guarantee. Yeah, there there has to be the the way people play games. There there has to be someone who challenged themselves, and they probably did a speed run. With yeah, it. let me look yeah. it up. Because that is the ultimate challenge, is is playing this game with that stupid fucking character. Okay, there is a video. Raphael only no deaths NES walkthrough. No deaths. Yeah. One one point three thousand views from two years ago so it's not a very popular video still wants to painstakingly watch someone (laughs) so this is how you torture yourself yeah and you got to be directly in front of them just like fully in front of the person in order to do anything so the only way i could think that this person might have beaten it with Raphael is if they got boomerangs so boomerangs the only annoying thing about boomerangs is you can't throw them upward but um, boomerangs will come back and you can keep using them over and over again. Yeah. Th- that that I could see being used to play as Raphael because there is no way you take that stupid half a pixel sigh out and be doing anything with those. Those things are useless. They're so useless that he never used them in the movie, ever. I don't think he used those sighs at all with the exception of pointing to them in the beginning and going, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He gets he loses it in the beginning, and he's like, "I lost a sign. Yeah. I yeah. get it back. I get it back. I get it back. I get it back." By the way, there's a, the scene in that first movie when Splinter gets kidnapped, 
and the uh, the camera kind of revolves around Raph's head, and he's just like, Ugh! and then it zooms out, and just some old guy walks past the sewer and looks down. That scene is hilarious. <laughs> it is. I also the opening for the third movie where they all do their own karate demonstration Raphael's is fucking trash it's just like the worst karate demonstration he's just like <laughs> just like punching side to side and then he's done there's nothing real cool about it whereas like you get to Michelangelo's and he's just like fucking all this unique like uh, maxi shit from Soul Calibur just like wah, wah, wah. there was some I forgot to mention this about the first movie that I really liked and that was where he did this like Michelangelo did this like nunchuck demonstration in front of the other nunchuck guy yeah I thought that was amazing they, they did like a nunchuck off <laughs> was, oh. ah cool. a fellow chucker eh? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of which I I really do think, I, I don't know. I really do think it's a it's a fun game to play, but I'll never play this game ever again. Oh, never. No, I, never. And I own it now, and I will probably never play it again. Um, and my wife watched me play it, and she was like, boy, this looks really difficult. And specifically, she was watching this one scene where there's, like, the guy with the chainsaw comes out, and then afterwards you're in this, like, blue warehouse, and all of those little, like, weird bat things i don't know what they are but they're like upside down and have their feet yeah i know exactly what you're talking about i don't know what anything is there's like there's like sleep there's the guy that takes naps there's that thing there's like a weird fire leg thing yeah i don't even know what the fuck that is and it keeps like it it doesn't have it has a programmable angle right it goes in like a specific way but i i can't kill it i can never kill that fucking thing there's also that one weird spinny like ufo thing that goes up and down Mm -hmm. that moves side to side too and i can't kill it i don't know what the fuck to do and all of the redeads all the redeads that just like come up and then go down that's what he was talking about the sleeping guys yeah (laughs) yeah i had a hard time sometimes with those stupid fire enemies that shot out the fire blobs because they took so many hits and what was the other the easiest one was the guy with the chainsaw, which you would actually think was the, the hardest because every time you hit him, he like stopped. And he was the only guy that was that was pretty easy. But everybody else was just a freaking clusterfuck oh to deal with. The shredders, the, the guys who sort of looked yeah. like shredders walking around, those weren't too bad either. The shredettes. The shredettes, yes. I feel like a lot of the characters in this game, I feel like this game was meant to be something else. I fully agree. That's why they have all these I random agree. things. Like, all right, um, well, that fell through. Let's just put um, turtle sprites in there. That's popular. Yeah. It's like Mario 2, where they're just like, here, let's just put Mario characters in Doki Doki Panic. Yeah, exactly. It's so hard. I, 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 uh, I agree. I think the music is awesome. Especially the overworld. I did love it until the bulldozer level. And then I was just like, I keep dying. Get the fucking thing off. I'm done with this music. It's too happy for me dying all the time. You know what level has good music, but you can't really enjoy it is the dam. The dam has pretty good music, but it's so frustrating that you can't just yeah. listen to it and enjoy it. That's true, because I completely forgot about <laughs> it because I was so just, it was so intense 
my heart was going so quickly during that time i could not focus on the music at all i fully agree i was like i punched a pillow at one point because i was so angry (laughs) 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 jesus christ oh god i was trying to beat it without save states for for a long time it's got to be there and i was like I, i just can't do it i can't do it so i i take it you didn't beat it did doug have you ever beaten this game no i haven't played this game in years but yeah i never got past that that one part in that sewer so it the crazy part about all of this is the end of the game is you beat Shredder, who is just fucking easiest pie. He's not compared to the rest of this game. It's just like playing Bubsy, like it's fucking easiest sin. You beat him, and then Splinter's like, "Oh, thank you. I can turn back into a normal human now." And then you kill Shredder, and then Splinter turns back into a normal human. That's the end. Is that in canon? I don't remember. It's Splinter. Like a human turned into a rat? So in the cartoon, he's a human turned into a rat. But in the comics and in the movie, he's a rat who mimics the moves of his master who's killed by Shredder. Okay. So, okay. That makes sense. So in the movie, in the comic, Hamato Yoshi is Splinter's owner, and he learned his ninja skills through mimicking him. But in the cartoon, Splinter is Hamato Yoshi, and he became a rat after being exposed to the uh, the ooze. Gotcha. So are the turtles, I can't remember from the show, are the turtles also humans who turned into... No, no they've always been turtles. <laughs> then why change Splinter's story? What? <laughs> I really don't know why they did that. That doesn't make any sense. Why, why do you need this freaking lizard man from Spider-Man story going on? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> or lizard. Thank you for explaining it, Doug, because at the end, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I had no idea what was happening. So, okay, that makes more sense. And, you know, April says this one thing after every time that you beat a level. She's like, I believe in you. I believe in you. And then at by, like, the ninth time, she's like, I believe in you. I was like, fucking prove it. Come and help me with this. Like, yeah, fucking <laughs> lady. Jesus. <laughs> You know that April in the comics? She was not a news reporter. She actually worked for Baxter Stockman in a lab. Oh, really? So that the whole thing about her being a reporter, I guess, was made for the cartoon, and then that they used that for the movie as well. Hmm. Yeah, I think it, it must be easier to like sell that than have her be like a uh, scientist or yeah. something. The movie, like, it borrows a lot from the comics and the cartoons. In the comics, they don't. Well, I mean, the comics are black and white, but they don't, they gave them colors in the, in the cartoon to, you know, to distinguish who's who. And then the pizza thing is never mentioned in the comics. It's not as, you know, as well known as it is in the cartoon. I don't even know if they ever even eat pizza in the comic. They do a good job of, like, including elements, elements of both, yeah. Yeah, the only thing I really think was a huge miss in the movies is, is not using as many villains as mm-hmm. they could because i i really wish they didn't use shredder again in the second yeah. movie yeah but i agree i i really like krang so i would have loved to seen him i feel yeah. like it would have been hard to do back then but if they, if they used puppets he would have looked like shit yeah i agree that's true yeah they had the guy who is from i i don't know if you guys have ever seen the new ninja turtles movies they're not great but they had the guy who played everybody loves raymond's brother um voice krang in the movies <laughs> and it's just great yeah he's like, oh, really? yeah it's great i could see um, that 
Raymond. Yeah, pretty much. Hey, Raymond. Deborah. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> Deborah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I this was a fun reprieve after the monotony of fucking Tomb Raider. So it's nice. Yeah, it's nice Cradle to go from filth. a terrible, terrible movie to something that's really fun. I agree. I really enjoyed this a lot, and I, I'm mm-hmm. glad that we did it between these the, the next movie that we're doing, which is mm-hmm. what, House of the Dead. Which, <sighs> yeah, I hear not so great things, but I think it's still going to be better than either of them. Um, yeah, this was Tomb Raider. Yeah, I think this was a nice breath of fresh air. Even like the third movie, it was bad, but it was a lot more enjoyable than either of those Tomb Raider movies. A hundred percent. I would like I at least had somewhat of a good time with three. I would watch three over the Tomb Raider movies any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Lego the Lego Swing. Swing. yeah. Yeah, so uh, do you guys have anything else I, to say about the game? I, I just want to bring up one quick thing. Have, did you guys own any of the action figures for yeah. for the games or the movies or the television shows? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. within the past couple of yeah. years, and I sent Doug this a while back, but within the past couple of years, um, there's a, a action figure brand called NECA, and NECA came out with this whole line of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles action figures that are based off of the movies and they are screen accurate and fantastic and i mean they Hmm. when they came out they were about 35 dollars. now they're worth a lot more money but they came out with just beautiful like one-fourth scale turtles and even one-sixth and one-twelfth scale and they also came out last year with Toka and Raza figures, and they are immaculate. They look exactly like they did from the movies, just like in action figure form. And mm. they were the action figure of the year last year. Um, just beautiful figures. So I would recommend looking them up, at That's least cool. like taking a gander at them, because they're just gorgeous. The only issue is I'd have to get all four of them. I can't just get oh, one. Oh, yeah. They, they are beautiful figures, but yeah, you can't. I can't just, you know, I need to have the whole... The whole crew. And they're expensive now. Um, they weren't so yes. much as expensive when they came out, but now they're just, they're a lot of money. And I, I mean, you you can't even tell that they are action figures, really. They're just goddamn beautiful. Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. Those look really good. Holy crap. Yeah. They're just like screen accurate, beautiful things. Yeah. I had the uglier cartoon based ones. And I didn't even have any cool villains. I had the Rat King. That was my villain that I had, which is the lamest. I think my older brothers had, like, all of them. Yeah. They had so many Turtles figures. Yeah, I had all four uh, of the Turtles, but I didn't have Shredder, which is just a mistake. I think I also had April. I had April, all four of the Turtles, and I think I had Krang and no Shredder. Good old Cortland, New York, really kept their their stocks shelved. Um, with turtle stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I got mine from like a, a hand-me-down store or whatever they're called. Thrift uh, store? Uh, yeah. yeah. Salvation Army. Thrift. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Couldn't think of the name. You made me think about but, something. Um, when I was a kid, they had some. there was a game for the Nintendo. It was Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighter. 
which I looked up recently. It's go. It goes for a lot of money. Yeah. It's really expensive. But they had the, here's the roster of characters. It was Michelangelo, Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, Casey Jones, Shredder, and everyone's favorite Hothead. <laughs> that was a character. Yeah, it's just like this Hot random head? like alligator thing. It's like who the hell is Hothead? <laughs> I don't even know if he's in the cartoon. <laughs> I've never even heard of Hothead, I don't think. And I wouldn't have even guessed he was like a freaking oh, alligator. Speaking Ooh. of Turtles fighting games, I didn't know that Teenage all four Turtles were playable in Injustice 2. They were released as DLC, and they oh, are really? playable I didn't know that in either. Injustice 2. Huh. And I, I sent Doug a text. I was like, did you know these people were playable? These guys were like actual characters. And they have interactions with like Batman and Raiden and like random freaking weird people. It's awesome. It's a weird that's throwback. Cool. I like that fighting yeah. game. I just suck at fighting games. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me in the Turtles. I I love this movie. I love the Turtles. So yeah. Same. If you haven't seen it, watch those movies because they are amazing. Especially, I don't know how Kevin. How did you not see this? I I don't either. I don't know. But um, if you lived through the '90s and you didn't see the movies like I did, you, you should watch them because even if you don't know anything about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like it still brings back nostalgia about the '90s mm-hmm. just in general. Agreed. Well, did you guys get anything else? Nope. So, so that does it for this episode on TMNT. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We also have an email at resetandrewindpodcast at gmail.com. And there's only one more thing to say, and that's cowabunga. Cowabunga. I made a funny. <laughs> Amazing. Awesome.